Welcome to the JD Power Work at Home podcast. I'm Michael Vermillion, and with me today are Mark Miller, leader of JD Power's customer service advisory practice. Welcome, Mark. Hey, Mike. Thanks very much. Uh, we also have Scott Killingsworth, senior director with JD Power's customer service advisory practice. Welcome, Scott. Hi, Mike. Thanks. And we also have a special guest today, Jeff Conklin. Vice President of J.D. Powers Utilities and Telecom Practice. So welcome, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my pleasure. Good to connect. So here at J.D. Power, Work at Home is an extension of our organizational best practices work. And our goal for this podcast is to highlight some of the organizational challenges of work at home. And hopefully we'll also point out some solutions. So with that in mind, let's jump in. So, Jeff, uh, one of the topics we want to talk about today are, are some changes that are happening uh, uh, especially within the utilities and telecom industries uh, around uh, policy changes now that we're uh, towards the um, tail end of the year and and at the the end of uh, some of the relaxation of, of policies that happened at the beginning of the pandemic. So what we're likely to see uh, is a uh, consumer who's now uh, beyond the point where they were getting uh, deferred payment options and uh, the uh, waiving of uh, late fees and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and so there's going to be some stress financially there, uh, but also for that consumer who's really at the center of the pandemic in terms of stress, that person who uh, lost their job uh, and got some financial assistance at the beginning, but that has now gone away and they haven't got their job back yet. Uh, that's the consumer who's at the most uh, the point of uh, most stress. And very likely, the next conversation they're going to have is going to be with a customer service agent at either their utility or, or the phone company. So the question is, uh, what kind of stress is that going to put on the, uh, the agents and, and how should they be dealing with it? So maybe, Jeff, if we could start in terms of what you're seeing in the industry in terms of policy changes and then any uh, data that we have here at J.D. Power. Yeah, so we're beginning to see sort of a return to normalcy for utilities, uh, principally around electric utilities. Um, utilities are mostly governed at a state level by regulators. Um, and what we're seeing at this point is, I'd say two thirds of the states are, are sort of back to normal again. Uh, as far as we can tell, 33 states that uh, had suspensions of cutoffs of customers for not paying their bills and or voluntary suspensions are back in business. So for example, uh, Illinois started October 1st, uh, going back to cutoffs and, and, and uh, credit collections approaches to get people uh, off of arrears. Um, Florida uh, started uh, back in September, uh, cutting people back off again. But there's a a dozen and a half or so states um, that are still on, I'll call it lockdown. California, uh, New York, for example, um, still are not permitting their local utilities to cut people off for non-payment. Um, but in both cases, as you can imagine, the conversations have been somewhat complicated with customer service reps all along. Um, and one of the things that utilities are finding the most challenging right now is that there's a lot of funding that's available to help particularly low income customers pay things like their utility bills, um, both from a federal estate and, and also through uh, charity organizations. And so what the, the reps are having to learn is a lot more about how they can sort of coach 
um, their customers to go look for some of these sources and or help them line up some of these resources. So that's been the big struggle for utilities is uh, aligning funding that, that is available and there's still money available in the millions and millions and millions of dollars to help out households pay their utility bills. Uh, lining all that up and then having conversations with the customers because the other thing that utilities are struggling with right now is that more and more customers are falling behind on paying their bills. But of course, those customers are not reaching out. Uh, they're sort of waiting for someone to knock on the door and say, pay your bill sort of thing. So uh, we're seeing utilities have to get much more proactive at reaching out, identifying households that are struggling more than perhaps they used to uh, and getting proactive with it. And, and those kinds of experiences are great for the customers and work well for the utilities, but it's a more complicated and challenging conversation to have. So that's kind of what they're struggling with, Mike. It, it, obviously, people are falling behind on their bills. Um, we're seeing uh, the percentage of accounts that are uh, behind on paying their bills probably four and five times uh, higher than they are traditionally. So it's definitely an issue for utilities, um, and they haven't ironed it all out yet. So, so it sounds like uh, the the agents are having to take on the role of counselor as well, just in terms of uh, coaching uh, their customers on, on where to find funds to pay the bills. That's right. And, and, and utilities are still kind of playing by, uh, I'll say, rules that were sort of loosened up and expanded, too. So a lot of those are in play, even in states that have sort of uh, allowed the mandated cutoff moratoriums to expire, meaning they can go back to cutting people off. Most of those utilities are still trying to play it sort of in the middle, saying, look, we still have a lot of flexibility in how we can arrange things with you. So, for example, uh, many of our clients are talking about allowing as much as 24 months worth of extended payment plans to get people caught back up again, which is you know, stuff you'd never heard of before all of this. So, uh, yeah, the, the call reps are, are continuing to have to learn all the new rules uh, and the new programs that are available. Uh, so, yeah, quite a challenge. Thanks, Jeff. So, so, so Mark, what's the impact going to be on customer service agents, especially in this work at home environment where there's just it's harder to collaborate it's harder to get coaching from your from your uh, manager or from your team leader yeah it's a great question um it, it's gonna make things much much more difficult right um i mean if you listen to uh what jeff was talking about um the literal call types and the nature of the call is going to be, you know, very, very different um, from this point forward as you start to add uh, the financial pressure that just goes along with um, needing to collect uh, the monies from the consumer. And as that dynamic changes, it's going to have a significant effect on the uh, outlook, enthusiasm um, uh, of the customer service agent. Because if we think about the nature of the calls prior to this, and we did research, as we've alluded to in previous podcasts, where we tried to understand the differences in CSAT and handle time and all of that from pre-COVID to you know the June-July timeframe, we found that the call uh, volumes were going down a little bit. The other channels all went way up, but on those calls, those very difficult calls, we found that the average handle time much higher, right? Um, and it speaks to what Jeff was talking about. 
you know, more complicated calls. But what we also found is that customer set was much higher because the outcome of the call, which was ultimately good news for the consumer, relayed by an agent who's enthusiastic to help the consumer and able to do so, um, that essentially uh, created artificially high customer satisfaction and it muted the stress that goes along with work at home environments in particular for some customer service reps who don't fit in the classical work at home um, profile. Uh, but now as those calls change, um, the situation is going to get much, much more um, complicated. We now have all kinds of indications that the work at home fatigue for customer service reps who what we what we've seen is that you know utilization of the rep has gone up right a lot so that that means that agents are on the phones uh, generally speaking um, more than they used to be and that is almost always an inverse corollary to SAT. In other words, the higher the utilization at the rep level, the lower the SAT. So now you've got super high utilization. You've got much tougher calls coming in. You have people who are fatigued by their environment. And that creates uh, a lot of challenges that we think um, are going to exacerbate themselves uh, even further in the form of poor performance and attrition coming up over the next several months into uh, next year. Thanks, Mark. So higher utilization, tougher calls. Uh, Scott, any thoughts on best practices that organizations can use to help manage through these, uh, these issues? Yeah, I think um, training, especially along the lines of uh, empathy and understanding, right? So you have people calling in um, difficult situations. I know I, I had a recent experience, uh, you know, taking care of uh, an elderly uh, parent at where I had to call customer service uh, on her behalf. I know it was a very difficult call. I ended up being uh, transferred to several different people. And I actually thought this particular company did a great job uh, in the form of transitions, right? So our research shows that transitions uh, from one rep to another, uh, or even being put on hold, uh, the ability to effectively manage those transitions uh, leads to increased satisfaction. Um, but I thought they did a very good job. Uh, they all displayed uh, great empathy and understanding in, in very difficult um, situations. So I think, you know, aligning quality assurance to you know, emphasize empathy, understanding, uh, maybe increased empowerment. Uh, as Mark mentioned, I know handling these difficult calls, especially if you don't have uh, or aren't empowered to deliver uh, resolution, makes it even that more challenging uh, for the particular representative. So I think, you know, reviewing empowerment levels, focusing on empathy, understanding and your quality assurance, uh, having a clear um, you know, escalation uh, process actually will make it uh, more satisfying for the callers in a difficult situation. And also, uh, if your processes are clear, uh, 
will make it easier and less stressful uh, on the reps that are handling the calls. Yeah, that's a great uh, point, Scott. So, Mark, I know we have some some topics coming up in future podcasts that are going to be really focused on the rep and and helping them do their uh, job and and work through the uh, situations that they're in. But uh, any, um, I, I, well, I suppose step one is just acknowledging the situation, right? The the fact that the job's going to get harder. Yeah, exactly. And Scott mentioned some great um, best practices. There are some other practical things that that you can do in addition to full on prep. And and I think, I mean, Mike, that's such a great point. It is uh, not only alerting folks, but then to Scott's point, training them and preparing them for what is to come. Um, another thing that can be done specifically, um, which we see some companies doing and others not, um, typically to their peril, is reducing the supervisor to rep ratio. So if you're at, you know, if you got a typical company uh, at one to 20, top performers are around one to 14. So that means for every supervisor, you have 14 direct reports. Um, we have many examples of lower than that and some that are higher. <laughs> but in general, um, reducing that ratio, so putting more supervisors on staff and having their teams become smaller is one of the key things because you need to have that support um, and availability and emotional support. And it's just too impossible to uh, implement best practices um, that will uh, create that emotional support for your reps uh, if you're managing too many people, right? So um, over the next few uh, podcasts, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, keys to some employee happiness. Um, we're also going to focus a lot on what we can do in a more practical way to uh, enable the supervisor to kind of act like a life coach, uh, because right now you need it. The best companies uh, in the world are going to be those companies who can take this situation, make some adjustments train up their supervisors because supervisors are the key to a healthy workforce, right? The number one reason why people leave a company is due to their supervisorial uh, situation. So we're going to talk about that over the next few weeks and really try and help our listeners um, do everything they can to avoid what you can see coming down the road, right? It's like a big freight train, tougher calls, much, much tougher calls to an exhausted workforce. Um, and that's going to lead to uh, poor performance and attrition. And now you have to hire new people, but now you can't train them in the way that you normally train them. The training's now remote. It is not going to prepare you as well as in-person training. And so this cycle can start. So the key is how do we get ahead of that cycle? And over the next few weeks, um, we're going to be talking about that. Terrific. So Mark and Scott and Jeff, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. And thanks, to our, and thanks to our listeners as well. To learn more about the J.D. Power Customer Service Advisory Practice, visit us on the web 
at jdpower.com slash business. And we'll see you next time.